Hi, hi, friends. My name is Tammy, and I am a dietitian, nutritionist, and yoga teacher, and this is my podcast where I bring you life lessons from the yoga mat. I'm going to help you simplify your health and wellness journey so that you can live the life you've always wanted. I'll show you how, when you take action and do things that are good for you, often you find things that are really awesome in return. Kind of like when you find chocolate on your yoga mat. Hey, hey, you came back. Welcome back. Episode four of There's Chocolate on My Yoga Mat. So I'm going to do things a little bit differently for the next few weeks. I'm going to uh, do a series and each of the episodes has a piece to the bigger picture. So the bigger picture that we're looking at is mindfulness and how yoga and what happens in your food life how these two things are the same and how they're related. So we're going to take a really deep dive into how yoga actually helps you reach your food goals. So those goals might be, might be weight loss. It might be, uh, managing a chronic disease that you have. So diabetes or uh, high cholesterol or something like that. It might be preventing disease, right? Making sure that you don't develop something like that. Whatever your food goals are, maybe you want to become vegetarian. Maybe you want to, I don't know, whatever it might be. So we're going to take a look at exactly how yoga helps with all of that and why mindful eating is such a valuable piece to this puzzle. So we're going to begin at the beginning, uh, and it's my favorite piece to the puzzle, and it's with awareness. So without awareness, you really can't make any kind of changes. So we're going to take a look at how the awareness that you build on your yoga mat can be kind of brought to the table or to your food perspective, and you can use it there to start to make changes. So why do we make food changes, right? So we Google something and we get a diet. We look up meal plans and we heard that, I don't know, low sodium works for blood pressure. So we do everything in our power to remove sodium. But what happens when you really like sodium? What happens when you try to take away something that you enjoy and you can't really see an outcome? Now, if you're measuring measuring your blood pressure, you can see that, right? So you can see, oh, my blood pressure today is 120 over 70 or uh, 140 over 90. Uh, Please go to the hospital if your blood pressure is getting that high. But you know what I'm saying? So you can see these things uh, and that makes it a little bit easier to change, right? But what about the things that you can't see right away? Because a lot of the changes that you make, regardless of what your goals are, are going to be changes that you can't quite see right away. Okay, these things take a little bit longer for you to notice. Now, that's not to say there aren't changes happening internally in your body, in your mind, in your shift in your perspective, these non-tangible changes that are going to get you so much further in the long run. But if you don't have a actual tangible or a an outcome that you can put your finger on and celebrate, it's harder to stick to these new habits. So that's why we're going to talk about awareness today. Okay, so um, let's talk about awareness on your yoga mat. 
there are, and I've talked about it, there are a lot of different kinds of yoga, right? You might be doing a power yoga where you're there to get your sweat on. You might be doing a yin or a restorative where you're there to connect that mind-body piece. Whatever it is, the more time you spend on your mat, the more body awareness you have. Okay, so it starts with body awareness. You start to realize when putting your foot forward feels a certain way. You start to notice how to open your hip or lift your leg or what it looks like to be in, and I'm using my air quotes, you guys, in alignment, right? So you learn this awareness of your physical body. And then along the way, you'll probably learn awareness of that mind-body connection, right? So you start to notice that on days when you do yoga, you are more calm. Or on days when you have a yoga class to look forward to, you're more present or whatever it might be, right? Everybody's different. So you, you start to connect and become more aware. So that practicing awareness, just like if you were to repeat bicep curls, over and over and over again. And then every time you, you know, every few months you increase the weight, you're, you're building that muscle, you're making it stronger. Then when you go to lift something, you go to lift some boxes, all of a sudden it's easy, or you go to lift a 40 pound dog and all of a sudden it's super easy. So when you're practicing awareness over and over and over again, over time, that becomes your default state. And it blends into the rest of your life. It blends into the rest of your day and you won't even realize it. So when you are consistent with your yoga practice and building that awareness, it becomes easier to take that awareness into your food choices. Okay. So then you can use it for things like checking in with if a food that you thought that you enjoyed, maybe you don't quite enjoy it. Maybe you like the emotion that's attached to it, right? So I tell this story of a certain kind of cake that we always had around the holidays when I was a very, very small child, like I'm talking like five or six years old. We always had this at holidays when we were together with grandparents. So my grandparents died when I was very young. Uh, so uh, these big family gatherings were, uh, they kind of, they didn't extend into my middle school years and high school years because, you know, we, uh, we just didn't have a lot of family. So that memory of the big family somehow in my mind was attached to this certain cake that my grandmother would make. Now I tried to replicate that cake a few years ago and uh, followed the recipe, everything, and it didn't taste the way I had remembered it. It tasted different. And I just didn't really, I just didn't really enjoy it. But trying to capture that feeling of, you know, that family gathering for our kids, I made that cake every year for a couple of years. And then I realized that nobody was eating this cake, right? And it wasn't giving me the the, you know, I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't giving me that feeling of the family gathering that I was looking for from the memory of a five-year-old, right? So my awareness kicked in and let me know, hey, you really like this thing. Nobody really likes this thing. It's not serving anybody. We're just eating it because we're looking for something else. So I stopped making the cake. All right, long story short, no more cake. <laughs> Didn't work, whether I was screwing up the recipe or not, it doesn't matter. So 
the awareness can be used in everything. So if you're trying to, say, lose weight, all right, and you Google a diet, and the diet is really restrictive, and it's super complicated with recipes, and you try to follow this diet, and you try to do all of the things and check all of the boxes, and sure, you probably will lose some weight at first, and you'll be going along for about two or three weeks, but then something will happen, right? Like you'll not be able to get to the grocery store or somebody will invite you away for the weekend or whatever happens, right? Or you have a, a family picnic or whatever. And then you fall off that wagon, right? So you stop the diet. And then you feel like you're, uh, you know, you're beating yourself up because, oh, why can't I stick with this? And it's not working and that didn't work. And I did it for three weeks and I lost weight and then it didn't work. So you weren't invested in just a series of recipes. You're invested in the outcome, but you're not invested in that series of actions that you needed to do to get you to that weight loss. So if you tap into your awareness muscle, if you pay attention to, say, the foods that you're already eating right now, pay attention to, do you really like the way they taste? Do you really feel good after you eat them? Is this something that serves you in the long run, right? So for instance, if you are eating a, I don't know, I'll pick on tacos this week. So if you're eating tacos and you find that you don't really like tacos, First of all, we can't be friends because I don't know who doesn't like tacos. But anyway, if you're eating tacos and you don't like the way they taste, but you're eating them because somebody told you that eating tacos was the best way to lose weight, unless you see that scale move, you're probably not going to be invested, right? So if you were to take that eating tacos and instead of that. <laughs> We're all going to go out and get tacos later. So instead of doing that, you looked at, okay, how is this serving me? How do I feel when I eat this? Well, first of all, I feel deprived because I don't like it. Second of all, I kind of feel like it's for nothing because I'm not seeing any results. And, you know, it's just, it's not getting me where I want to be. I can't live this way forever eating something I don't like all the time. So now that's tapping into some really useful awareness. Now you can take that and shift, okay? So maybe instead of pizza four nights a week, instead of doing that, you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to add a salad to that because, I mean, I still want my pizza, but I know that that's not serving my goal, right? All of those calories aren't great. I'm not getting any, any vegetables with that, right? The, the nutrition is just not great on that. So you take that and you add something in. Now it's become your habit. After a few weeks of simply adding in that salad, it's going to be like no brainer, right? So it doesn't really take too much away from your day-to-day -day habits, but it adds something in. And if you look at how, okay, how does this make me feel? All right, I feel, actually, I feel kind of good when I only eat one slice of pizza and have a, a small salad as opposed to having three slices of pizza, right? Feel physically better. I feel better emotionally because I feel like I'm doing something for my health. And you are in the long run, right? You are. Anytime you add some vegetables, it's a good thing. So that's a good thing. Most of the time we eat because either we're distracted, right? So um, eating 
in front of the computer, eating uh, because somebody put a plate out in front of us, eating because it's dinner time, right? We eat because it's a habitual time. We eat what we're told because we Googled that this is a diet that we should be eating. Okay, so let me begin to recap this. Awareness, that same awareness that you're using on your yoga mat, if you give it a chance, it will help you to reframe your eating habits because that's how you're going to be successful. By noticing what you're doing, noticing what is or is not working, and then taking the time and the effort to shift it into something that is working. So awareness literally just shines the light on your habits, right? It's just making them more obvious to you. And it might be in the form of your food journal. It might be just saying, am I hungry? What is this doing for me? Now I'm a fan of writing things down, but if you're, you know, if you're not into that, that's okay. Just asking the question will still get you there, okay? Um, it connects the physical with the emotional. Awareness is very good for that piece. And it helps you to see an outcome that maybe isn't physical because these outcomes, these physical outcomes, weight loss or um, building physical muscle, you know, reducing your lean body mass or your fat tissue and creating more muscle tissue, that is a physical outcome. Um, when you feel better, when you feel more confident in your choices, you're going to keep stacking onto that. So the awareness on your yoga mat becomes awareness of your food habits, and then that's how you make these changes, all right? So awareness is always step number one in mindfulness. Awareness is always step number one in sustainable change. So if you're looking to make change, if you're looking for a way to lose weight, improve health outcomes, just be healthier. The first piece is get on your yoga mat, practice that awareness, and then bring that awareness to your food. All right. So it, it literally can be that easy. You're going to need some kind of practice around that though. So either a journal or a meditation practice, or just sitting at the beginning of every meal and asking if, you know, if this is something that is really serving you. And then not observing, not judging, because yeah, sometimes that bowl of ice cream is going to serve you. Absolutely. And then you're going to indulge and you're going to enjoy and you're going to be aware and you're going to not need as much. Your portions are going to shrink. Maybe sometimes they'll get bigger, but overall they'll get shorter and shorter or smaller and smaller. Um, your intervals of how often you do something. They might get bigger. You might get more time in between. So instead of having dessert every night after dinner, maybe now you have dessert every other night after dinner because it's small and it's totally something that you can do. And you can absolutely do that dinner or dessert every other night and feel good about it. And then before you know it, three nights has passed. And down the road, maybe you're only really eating dessert when you truly want it instead of just that habit of doing it because it's the thing that you do. So awareness is the first piece to mindful eating. Awareness is the first piece to achieving your goals, those weight loss goals, um, the you know controlling disease goals, whatever they are, awareness first. 
So your life lesson for this week is that awareness is always the first step and the best place to practice that awareness is on your yoga mat. It's a really good place, whether it's physical yoga or whether it's a meditation practice, whatever it might be. So your action step for this week is real simple. Anybody can do this and you don't need any special equipment. Your action step for this week is to just notice. Every time you have a food choice or a meal, I want you to just notice two or three things. That's it. Just notice two or three things. Maybe it's noticing where you're eating. I'm eating in front of the TV. Is this serving me? Yes? No? Maybe. That's all you have to do. Don't judge, right? So you're not going to, oh, I'm such an idiot. I'm eating in front of the TV again. That's not going to serve you, right? So I'm eating in front of the TV. End of discussion. There's no judgment. There's no story to go with it. It's just an observation. So think of yourself as a scientist with a clipboard standing on the other side of the glass, looking at yourself in like a lab, right? Just make those observations. You're not attached to it at all. So make two or three observations every time you eat. If you have a food journal to write it in, that's super helpful. If you don't have a food journal, that's okay. Just the act of being aware or just doing the action, right? So just the act of doing it is going to help you to increase that awareness and it it kind of snowballs in a good way. So each time you do it, you get a little bit better at it. You're flexing that awareness muscle. So this is the first step. And like I said, I have two more that I have planned in this series to really help you connect yoga and food. So what do we call it? Yoga on your plate, I guess. (laughs) Yoga at the table, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So go ahead and try that. Try observations for this week, building your awareness. And then next week, we will talk a little bit more about listening to what your body has to say. So your body has a voice and we're going to learn all about that. So thanks so much for joining me. Have a fabulous rest of your day, Yogi. And thank you so much for joining me for there's chocolate on my yoga mat.